0: So welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fright Month uh, today. And again, this is just a quick reminder that throughout the month we will be discussing special topics centered around Philadelphia. And these are going to be shorter episodes than the normal episodes that you can expect here on the channel. However, if you do want to get some extra content, then be sure to check out the Patreon page, which has a lot of behind-the-scenes content, show note links, and resources that were used to create these episodes, as well as some extra little goodies from locations that we have visited, that we have discussed also here on uh, the Fright Month uh, series. So if you are interested in that, be sure to go check that out to celebrate the joyous month of frights. So today we are going to be discussing the Mishulu, which uh, is a four-mast steel bark, which is sort of like a type of vessel or type of ship that has a numerous amount of masses. And this was constructed by William Hamilton and Company along the River Clyde in Scotland back in 1904. It remains as the largest remaining original wind jetter, again, a type of classification for a ship to this day. And she is currently docked here in Penn's Landing within Philadelphia and has since been converted into a restaurant. So let's discuss some of her history and then we're going to get into some of the ghost stories that are associated with her halls. So the Mishulu was actually originally named the Kurt after Dr. Kurt Simers, the director general and president of the GHJ Simmers and Company. Uh, They are a shipping company stationed out of Hamburg. So she, along with her sister ship the Hans, were two of the last, again, four-mast steel barks that were built along the Clyde River. She was officially launched in the year of 1904. And between the years of 1904 and 1914, the Kurt, as it was currently being called, was under German command, and helped to ship coal, nitrate, and fuel from countries over in Europe to those in South America, such as Chile or Mexico. However, once World War I broke out, the ship eventually was commandeered by the United States in the year of 1917. They were going to rename the vessel Knot, which translates to the one who fears nothing. However, I guess they didn't realize that they already had a ship in the US registry that was given that name, so they ended up renaming it the Mushulu, which it is today, which actually translates to the exact same meaning, However, this time it comes from the language of the Seneca tribe here in America. Again, during this time, it was mainly transporting cargo, in specific wool, to several countries across the Pacific. From the years 1920 to 1935, the Mushulu was utilized more as a private trade and travel type vessel, taking part in, again, lots of cargo trades such as the timber or grain as well as being owned by a navigation company and a few other private owners during this time she has sailed pretty much all over the place docking in finland australia working out of docks in san francisco and other major ports in the year 1938 she even took part in a race from australia to europe and during the next several years the owner of the ship would continue to change around and continue to move hands moving from the German control once again to a salvaging company to a Swedish farmers union to the Finnish government itself for use of transporting rye to the Russians. In the year of 1970, the ship would be bought by the American Specialty Restaurants Corporation, who would eventually convert the Mishulu to a museum and have it towed across the Atlantic to the South Street Seaport Museum in New York. Finally, though, her final destination would be that of Penn's Landing Waterfront here in Center City, Philadelphia, where she continues to reside today, again, after being converted into a restaurant. And that is the quick rundown history of the Mushulu. Again, just a real quick reminder, I'm breaking these history backgrounds down a bit more than usual because, again, these are shorter episodes and they're coming out more consistently than weekly uploads. And this specific ship has a lot of handoffs. Like many people have owned her. Many people have captained or used the ship specifically for, again, transports, passenger, car- like cargo. It is all over the place, and it is a bit too much to break down the in-depth history of like all the names, all the owners, all the specifics because we would be here for a while. Here is like this was a quick rundown of the key points, the key owners, sort of the the major time periods in which it was in operation. And it's just to give you a quick rundown and uh, expectation of sort of what the ship was during its active lifespan before it became a restaurant. But we are going to move on and discuss the ghosts now. So when it comes to the ghosts throughout the Mishulu, things get a bit strange. So unlike the USS New Jersey that we discussed in a episode a little ways back, this vessel never actually saw combat or at least none that I could come across through you know documents and historical records. However, despite this, working on a ship is always and always has been a rather dangerous profession. There's a lot of unknowns and variables out there on the seas and throughout this specific ship's active history. Nearly 30 people have lost their lives out on the sea. And some people in specific believe that this bad aspect of the ship's history may be the cause of the strange occurrences that have been reported upon the ship in recent years. When it comes to these spirits, there are actually three that are most notable when visiting the location. The most well-known of this bunch of ghosts is that of a candle lighter. Within the restaurant, each table is set with a single candle, and they are intended to be lit before opening, and they are very carefully blown out to avoid any fires or accidents after they close up. However, on several occasions, the staff of the restaurant have returned to the ship the following morning, only to find that some of the candles have been relit and have been actively burning. As it stands, this has become a rather common occurrence with the staff, especially since it is very specifically required to have all of the candles blown out before closing. They are very specific and very active in trying to avoid any fires, because the ship actually had one in past years, and they don't want it to happen again, it's all wood, so it makes sense. Even more so, however, the staff has reported blowing out candles only to turn around a few moments later and find that it had been relit. This has happened so often that the staff itself has actually nicknamed this specific spirit the Lantern Ghost. The second ghost on the ship is one that is not exactly seen, but is rather heard more often than not. Once more, the staff of the restaurant has reported on several occasions that that the sound of a man whispering can be heard throughout the ship. The whispering is never loud enough to make out any distinguishable words, however it is still clear enough to notice that someone is definitely speaking in a very soft tone. Oftentimes, the whispers seem to sort of drift down from the rigging, especially during the early morning hours. Now the riggings themselves are the ropes and supports that help with the masses and the sails, and when anyone would go and investigate this, you know, strange whispering that is going on to see if anyone is there, there is no one present. The third spirit that haunts the Mishulu is believed to be that of a woman, and this is probably the one story I don't want to have occur with me, specifically if I were to ever visit the location, because one worker once heard hysterical laughter coming from the ladies' room after hours. When the staff went to investigate this Loud and abrupt laughter, they found no one had been inside. I think we can all agree that none of us want a laughing, disembodied ghost in the bathroom, of all places. So, others who have come aboard the ship have also sensed the presence of a woman as well. In fact, once a psychic actually toured the vessel and claimed that the spirit of a woman was one of the dominant ones on the ship. Although I cannot confirm, the validity of these claims, as I don't really know enough about the psychic herself to really take anything at more than face value. When it comes to determining the woman's identity, however, there seems to be two specific groups of thought when it comes to sort of sleuthing what who she might be. Some folks believe that she is the wife of a former sea captain of the ship, while others believe that the woman is that of a female sailor, who disguised herself as a man in order to take part in the crew and sail the seas. Regardless, she seems to have stayed as one of the more prominent spirits still roaming the halls of the Mushulu. But this shall be all for today's location. Uh, There was three specific ghosts and a lot more than I actually thought there would be when it comes to a... big ship but relatively small location when it comes to, you know, scale and history only been active since 1904 so it's interesting to see that so many uh, accounts are still seen from a location such as this but i do hope you guys enjoyed the history and haunts that are linked to this area in specific and remember if you do want to check out the show note links and resources that were used to research this episode along with some of the behind the scenes and exclusive content that you can expect from fright month then you can do so by checking out the podcast patreon page or, if you wish to stay up to date with Fright Month and all that it has to offer, then you can do so by going over to Twitter and Instagram at Realm of Unknown. Again, I hope you guys did enjoy today's brief episode, and I hope that you continue to join us throughout Fright Month here at Realm of Unknown. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.